If you want to become financially independent, come to my seminar. Let me show you how to make the fortune you have always dreamed about. Ready? Go! What happens if you are named in Nelson Rockefeller's will? You get rich quick. Stand on the line, turn the game again. Everybody's gonna lose and I'm gonna win. Gonna get rich quick. This is my lucky day. Hello, everybody, and welcome once again to Get Rich Quick with Josh and Noel here on Radio Free Brooklyn. This is the show where Josh Rubin and I, Noel Deneen, get together once a week to discuss a topic and find how you can get as rich as possible, as quick as humanly possible. And that's what we do. Uh, as I say, every week we get a topic and we plumb that topic for schemes for you to get rich, usually four schemes a week. And they're not they're not things we're not asking for money up front. We're not saying, hey, uh, give me some money and we'll tell you how to be a better business person or entrepreneur. No, we are giving schemes that are shovel ready, as they say in the in the administration, right? Uh for somebody out there that may not fit you, you don't have to do anything. It's no skin off your back, no money out of your pocket. Uh, but for someone, they're going to hear it and say, this scheme sounds like it was made for me. They can take it. They still don't have to pay us anything. They take it. They put all their effort in, their blood, sweat, tears. They become millionaires, billionaires, trillionaires, what have you. And when they are rich, they say, hey, you know what? I didn't get here on my own. I got here with the help of Josh and Noel. Uh, I need to give them a little something. I need to give them 10% of everything I made while I got rich. Not 10% of all your money. You took all that riches and you went and bought apartment buildings with it. We don't want any, any of that investment money. We just want the money from you getting rich. 10% you need to tithe us. That's the deal. Uh, once again, Josh uh, has some personal issues going on. So we have a stand in Josh this week. Once again, it's Tom Tenney. Say hi, Tom. Hello. Uh, I'm not Tom Josh this week. You're not Tom I'm, Josh this week. This uh, week I was hoping Tom you would call me TJ. TJ. <laughs> but <laughs> I've always bear. wanted a nickname. Yeah. But uh, Tom is fine. Okay. Even when I get nicknames, it always reverts back to Tom. Okay. So, yeah. We'll call you TJ. So TJ's here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and uh, I haven't spoken to TJ since last week. So TJ, how has your week been? My week, my week has been, uh, has been okay. Um, got some medical stuff done this morning, which Ooh. was, uh, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, just really a checkup with this new doctor that I hadn't met yet. Okay. And, uh, so nothing major, just, you know, they took my, my pee and my blood and, uh, listen to my heart. And then, uh, and you know what? I, I, this is this was the highlight of my week. Okay. My highlight of my week was going out, walking around without a goddamn mask. Oh, you did that. I did it. You know why? Because okay. you're allowed to now. Yeah. You're if you're fully vaccinated, you're allowed to be outside without a mask. Yeah. That's the new thing. I mean, you saw the chart, right? That they put on everywhere. I did. I did. The green and the red, and you can do this and you can't do that. And then this morning, 
I'm walking back from the doctor and I'm walking down Seneca, which I, if anyone knows Bushwick or, or actually Ridgewood, really just like wide, like not populated. It's not a lot of foot traffic on Seneca, really pretty streets. So I saw, decided to go back that way. And uh, I have my earbuds on and I'm going around the corner onto Stockholm. This guy who's just sort of standing on the corner, I see he said something to me and kind of gave me a weird look. So mm -hmm. I take my earbuds out. I was and I said, excuse me. And he said, I said, nice mask, dude. <laughs> and, and, and again, I said, excuse me, in a different tone this time. And uh, he was like, you're walking around without a mask. Right. Great going, you know, or whatever. And I was like, hey, uh, CDC said early this week on Tuesday that people who are fully vaccinated can walk around outside as long as they're not in like crowds or like at you know concerts mm -hmm. and uh and he's like no no they he's like that's not true he's like that's only with vaccinated people can you be outside and i was like what are you talking about like you can't be outside with only vaccinated people <laughs> like yeah like uh, people outside or vaccinated and this guy i was never closer than like 10 feet away from this guy. Okay. And he is just going on about like, you know, how I'm wrong and I got to do my research. And I was like, no motherfucker, you're wrong. And I was in a great mood too, until then. Mm -hmm. And then I was just in a, in a mood for the rest of the day after this guy. And I just sort of, and I was like, no motherfucker, you do your research. I was like, you want me to show you on my phone right now? The little handy chart that they made. He's like, he's like, no, you don't know what you're talking about. Don't come near me, blah, 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 blah. And I was just like, get off your fucking self-righteous high horse. Yeah. You know, you don't know what you're talking about. I, I know I've done my research. I've been tracking this thing like a freaking bloodhound for a year and a half. Yeah. You know? And uh, and I felt like this guy, he was just, you know, he was just so freaking snide. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and, and even in, in if, even if this was mid pandemic. And. You know, I was walking around without a mask, like I understand a dirty look. Mm -hmm. I've given a few myself. But to just like yell and call somebody out and just, you know, call them an a-hole, especially when you don't know what you're talking about. I, I think the only people I've given dirty looks on the street when things were worse were people without masks that were standing, in my opinion, too close to me. Yeah, exactly. Uh, if, if you want to be out, fine. But it, I, I felt if you wanted to be without a mask outside, because even then they were saying it wouldn't be a problem so long as you're more than six feet away from people. Right. But, but if you're that person without the mask, it's your duty to make sure that you're six feet away from other people. Right. Don't don't expect people to cross the sidewalk. Don't expect people to move out of your way. Right. You should be dancing around everyone else. Yeah. And and like I said, this guy, I mean, I, I literally was not clo any closer than 10 feet away from him. So mm -hmm. even in, you know, the height of it, it still would have been, you know, Okay, I shouldn't be walking around with a mask without a mask in the height of it, but you know it would have been better. Um, but you know, like, I'm sorry, that just it really put it really made me mad for the rest. Like, I really just had to come home and breathe. Yeah, 
I had to do the Tick Zen app on my phone. <laughs> oh, there you go. That's that's yeah. basically professional help. Um, yeah. <laughs> you, you know, that's part of the re- well. I grant and granted, I've had one day. Yesterday was two weeks since my second vaccination. Uh-huh. Um, Congratulations. But thank you. Uh, but that is part of why I probably am not going to be wandering around without it. A, because it's hard in, you know, the city a lot of the time yeah. to stay six feet away from people. Right. Um, and B, because I don't want to make anyone else feel awkward. Okay, so it's my fault. Well, I'm not going to say it's your fault. The guy overreacted. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, but but walking around without a mask is triggering right now. Okay, uh, it, it, yeah, maybe. Um, but at some point, it's got to be not triggering, yes. especially when you're on a street that nobody else is on. Yes, you know. Yeah. Um, and, and really, I I go nowhere. Right, I finish work, I put Nigel in a stroller. We go to Washington Square Park, which is packed. You know what I mean? Like I'm I'm not yeah. wandering around in the middle of a field. Right. Right. But you know what? I mean, let's do what they say we can do. Yeah, sure. You know, and if it's okay to be outside, then you're damn right I'm going to be outside Uh without a mask. I haven't breathed air with not through a cloth in 18 months. Well, yeah. And, And, you know, my attitude may change drastically once this gets warmer. Right. Because the mask can be a little suffocating yeah um so we'll see we'll see um until that day though you're a jerk (laughs) (laughs) well i I mean you know i know i mean it's it's it really was just the guy's attitude Mm -hmm. you know like i'm right you're wrong he refused to concede that he didn't know what the hell he was talking about. Mm-hmm. I mean, people who who are on high horses seldom do. But uh, it was just infuriating. That's all. I'm over it now. It's fine. Yeah. Do you think he? Do you think it was a high horse, or is he riddled with anxiety about this? Oh, it was a high horse. Okay. Uh, you could tell. Yeah, that horse was so high. I could see that horse is nuts. <laughs> all right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where that came from. I don't know that that makes no sense. But you know, I, I, I I'm, I'm as good as I'm as good as at those off the cuff analogies as Joe Biden. Yeah, who's <laughs> who said who said that that the Georgia law makes Jim Crow looks like look like Jim Eagle. <laughs> did you hear that one? No, I did not hear that. That was that was a few weeks ago. Yeah, <laughs> well. Like, I laughed out loud at that. Like, wh- what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not always the best speaker. Um, no. But uh, as long as he does the job. Um, yeah. I went uh, with Nigel after work the other day on probably, I think, also Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And we went to the park, and there's this one part of the park that's like the hills. You remember where the old skateboarding um, asphalt hills used to be? And then some kids had gotten killed on them. So I don't. Rem- I don't. Where was that? Where is it exactly? In Washington Square Park. In oh, in the park. The 
southwest corner of yeah, the park. Yeah, I know, I know exactly where you're talking yeah. about. Okay, you're in the park. Yeah. So they changed that to like a kid's park. There's still the hills, but they're like slightly padded with AstroTurf, and they've got kind of a rope jungle gym on them. Okay. And if you hit that thing at the right time, it is like toddler happy hour over there. Oh, God. And there's so many kids. Are you saying that's a good thing? Uh, yeah, it is. It is. They need, you know, they need. Well, the, I guess for you, cause you have a toddler. Yeah. Um, and so he was over there and he, uh, was going up and grabbing some other toy from some kid. And I just started talking to the mom. And I'm like, Oh, sorry about that. Blah, blah, blah. And she's like, Oh, it's fine. Blah, blah. And, um, you know, you, you kind of get into the, the parent conversation of, Oh, how old's your kid? What's their name type thing. Right. And this kid was a week, five, actually five days younger than Nigel, um, and lived a block wow. away. And the mother started asking me about, like, oh, do you guys go to, like, a daycare or anything like that? And I'm like, well, no, we've got a babysitter right now. Um, but uh, we're hoping in the fall we're on a waiting list for blah, 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 this daycare, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. She's like, oh, I have really bad news for you. Yesterday, they announced to everyone that they're closing. <laughs> uh. And so we're like, ugh. Because it, it's like a cutthroat business trying to get your kid into these things. And it, yeah. it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're like, crap. Um, so there's one other one that we had kind of been uh, talking to. So we made sure we got our, you know, application in for them and then there's another one close by that we made we uh nan called them up and they were like oh yeah you can come in for a tour which we did tonight right before this Mm -hmm. um and i've been working at home not shaved in t-shirt and i'm like oh i probably have to get dressed so i look like a responsible father like a dad yeah like an actual dad yeah uh, and I didn't. I didn't. Um, I figured, no, I'll look like a cool dad. Um, Did you take the whiskey bottle out of your back pocket? <laughs> I took out the whiskey <laughs> bottle. I got like six pieces of grape bubble gum, uh-huh. uh, put it in my mouth. Um, no, but I was thinking, like, do I have to dress up? Yeah. Look like. Well, but you you always dress up a little bit. Uh, not lately, man. I'm wearing jeans and a T-shirt. Oh, t-shirt! You never wear t-shirts. I, I, wear... I've gotten very t-shirty uh, oh, in the okay. sit at home. Okay. Um, yeah, I've got a bunch of t-shirts. Quite often, I just wear a t-shirt. Wow. Sometimes I wear a shirt with a collar, but even then, uh, yeah, I, I, a lot of t-shirts. New look for Noel. Yeah. Well, you're <laughs> what happens in, when you're you sit in, in your down, You got your hair combed and you're shaved and. Yeah, know. I'm only shaving once or twice a week. Wow. Um, well, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, or, or at least you're, I mean, I assume you're changing your clothes, which I am. I'm changing doing. my clothes. Yeah. Okay. Always in clean clothes. Shower <laughs> well, every day. Okay. Well, that's good. Cause you have a kid and, and a wife, so you need to do that. Yeah. E- even at the very beginning, before I had a kid or a wife, uh-huh. uh, I was like, I got to do this just to keep myself sane. Yeah, that's uh, true. But all, but you did live with somebody, though. Yes. Yeah. When you don't live with somebody during pandemic, it became very easy to... And I was talking to my friend Betsy about that. And she is married and she has a kid. 
but she's been like, I change my clothes like once a week. <laughs> I was like, okay, well, I'm not that bad. But, uh, uh, but it be- does become very easy to just sort of let that stuff go. I think if I still had lived on my own, that's one thing I wouldn't have. Right. That That's one thing I'm always kind of like, I don't feel fully like I'm in my day until I've showered and changed. And, um, okay. I, I, I would imagine that's the one part of my day that wouldn't have gone anywhere. Right. Okay. Well, I, I agree with you about be that, you know, making you feel like you're in your day, but there have been many, many days I have not been in my days. Sure. You know? Sure. And I've not wanted to be in my days. Yeah. I've just been sort of like, fuck this day. <laughs> you know, like, I'll have a day tomorrow. Well, yeah, but but like if I'm working um, every day from home, I would want to make a, a clean break. Put it this way. The shower is the clean break of I am no longer laying in bed. Now yeah. I am working. Yeah. Um, and okay, I can't. Well, you're, you, then you're more disciplined about that than I am because I also work from home, but I don't do that. I mean, I, I what I will do, though, is if I have like – like two calls with my boss like one day after another mm-hmm. i'll be like oh shit am i wearing the same shirt as yesterday oh. <laughs> and I'll like run change my shirt well so not many of my calls are actually video calls um but every once in a while oh, okay. there'll be one and i'll realize that like right before or as it's starting i get on i see everyone's got video on and i'll like put myself on hold and run and put a shirt with a collar on right oh okay oh a collar okay um, you can't even do T-shirt Zoom at work. Well, I w- would have already been wearing. Yeah, but with, this would be with a client. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, uh, everyone, anyone else can see them wearing a T-shirt, and then they can too. Right. It doesn't really matter. Yeah. I, guess. I don't know. Um, but it is funny that you should mention this because you were talking about walking around the streets without a mask on. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of similar to walking around the streets with the mask on. Uh, and it's funny you should bring that up because <laughs> our topic this week is LARPing, live action role playing, how to pretend you're a wizard all the way to the top of financial freedom and get yep. rich with it. Yes. And I have to say, I love this topic. Okay. I, lo- I, lo- I, I love it. When you, when you sort of texted me with the topic i was like yes that's the one mm-hmm. okay so. yeah um yeah I, I i don't know if i necessarily gave this topic the attention it deserved i do have ideas but i don't have a lot of the times i'll research all these stories behind my ideas so i can go on and right. on and on but i figure you can fill time so i don't have to me fill. okay <laughs> <laughs> sure sure um, <laughs> sure. Yeah, I can sing Swanee River. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't know what that means, but. <laughs> um, so, if anyone out there doesn't know what live action role playing is, is it's basically um, the Civil War reenactment of D and D. Right? Um, it is people dress up as their wizards, their elves, their whatever else they are, um, and they play role playing games where they're dressed up and really like approaching the dragon and 
doing things like that. Um, so it's basically acting out the role-playing game. Yeah. Um, and and they all they have they have weapons, but they're like foam swords. Okay. You know. Um, and they carry shields and they, you know, you know, helmets. Some of them wear chain mail. It's like it can be very, very elaborate. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure people get way into it. Um, oh, 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 <laughs> oh, yes, they do. Yeah. And, and I'm yeah. also sure that it is getting more and more popular nowadays, especially with the booming of the whole Comic-Con thing. And people just love n- I'm going to call it nerd culture, but it's really gotten more mainstream culture now. Uh, they have embraced it. They've embraced dressing up. They've embraced calling themselves nerds, even if they're uh, oh yeah, frat boy nerds. Um, nerd is the new cool. Um, yeah. So LARPing is on a big upswing, but it's got a lot of growth because... Uh, it, it, it is poised t- to take over. Yeah. Um, I will say if you can't get rich LARPing, mm-hmm. you'll never get rich. No. Cause this is, I mean, th- you have a clear path paved with gold. Yes. Yes. And, and, and from what I have looked into it, there are quite a few people into it, but there's not a lot of people cashing in on it Mm -hmm, exactly right it's a bunch of dudes who would have gone to someone's basement now they're going to a field and dressing up like wizards yeah and their wizard outfits are bad uh everything about it could be made better uh and capitalized upon yes um so even though i i Okay, even though nerd, nerd culture has gone big, LARPing may be kind of the the nerd of the nerd culture. It, it's kind of, I, I think, still by some people to be seen as the, we're loser nerds, but those guys are loser nerds. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's who the nerds say get a life to. Yes, yes. <laughs> you know? um, which is... I, I that's kind of how I looked at how, how I could tackle this, right? Sure. Um, how do I change that? Because when you look at the culture that these other nerds are embracing, uh, there's so many things that are so close, right? Um, mm-hmm. And that are considered cool. Comic-Con is considered yep. super cool. And all these yep. people dress up like superheroes and pretend to be superheroes. Mm-hmm. Um, escape rooms. Escape rooms, exactly. I do touch on escape rooms in this. Yeah, escape okay. rooms are very close to LARPing, right? Yep. You're not dressed up, but you are real-time. You're real-time strategizing. Yes. You sort, you sort of have, like, kind of a character or a situation that you're given. Yes. You know, and... Uh, yeah, I mean, I can I consider it a type of... a type, Or maybe a subset of LARPing. Yes. Yeah. And 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 the one thing that everyone thinks is cool is uh, Westworld, right? Yes. And Westworld is nothing but high tech. Uh, uh, it's a story about high tech LARPing, mm-hmm. um, where rich people pay huge amounts of money to go to an old wild west world and live out their wild west fantasies 
it is LARPing. It's LARPing with robots. Yep. 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 Um, so I thought, how do I bring that Westworld cool to LARPing to bring in the crowds and, and, and even not even just to bring in new people, but also the LARPers out there themselves will be like, oh, look at that. Right. You know, we're sitting in this field. Look what these guys are doing over here. We got to get in. Yes. Uh, so I started looking at it that way. And of course, you know, nobody has the resources to make a Westworld, even if it's not with robots, even if we were just all actors. Right. Nobody's got the money to do all of that. Right. Right. Sure. Not even Disney. Or or no. may, maybe maybe Disney, but you'd need Disney money to do maybe that. Maybe Bruce Wayne could do it. Maybe Bruce Wayne could do it. Yeah, Wayne Industries could probably do it. Um so so I thought, okay, well you can't do that. But maybe there's something you could do where just a group of people need to be dressed up like that and they're playing in a real world. And I started looking around and I was thinking the one thing I really loved uh, when I was a kid was Time Bandits, the movie. Mm-hmm. Do you remember Time Bandits? I do. Yeah, it was great. It was um, a Terry Gilliam movie, uh, mm-hmm. and it was really good, and it was about these... kind. They were kind of like medieval-y kind of... Um, uh, what's the word for it again? Not cyberpunk. What, what what do you call it when the people have like the old steam steampunk? It's steampunk. Yeah. Yes. Mm. So it's kind mm. of like steampunk motley crew of bandits who travel around time stealing things uh, and the adventures they get in. So I thought, yeah, that's good, right? Because this crew really likes steampunk anyway. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to set up a whole world where everything is one, you know, genre. You can have them as steampunk band of bandits going out, pulling jobs. And then, you know, like the um, escape rooms, you've got a limited scenario, right? It doesn't have to be people that are dedicating whole weeks to this Uh or even whole days. It, they can be, we want to go and we want to do some LARPing. Great. Here's your outfits. Here's your task. Go out and do it. And, you know, once you've accomplished this goal, you you come back and you get your your prize, your trophy, your picture, your whatnot. Um, and you're in and out in a couple hours. So that's so in that sense, it is like escape room. Exactly. Is, right. Yeah. We, we've. They, they they you shuffle people in and out. Yep. And you collect you collect their entrance fees. Yeah. Over and over. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and so I was thinking, what would be a good thing for these people to do? Well, of course they would want to do some sort of like bank heist, right? Mm, yeah. So you go out. This is what you're gonna do. You're gonna go out. You're gonna get some really cool steampunk outfits, uh, and you're going to. Get them in all different sizes. So did they fit different people? Um, and people will come. They're going to give you some money. Uh, you put them in these outfits. They maybe, you know, have a, a, a dinner. You've got a, a van where the inside of it's like a time machine. 
Oh. And you drive around. They have maybe some drinks while they're in the time machine. You give a backstory while they're in there. You pull out. You eject them onto the sidewalk, and suddenly they find themselves in modern-day New York City, this crew of time-traveling steampunkers, and they see the bank. They've got to go in. They've got to rob the bank, get out, get back in the van, You drive them away back to the headquarters. You get out. You take their pictures. You give them a trophy. You did it. You, you know, take the bags of loot to uh, then they go on their way. The double pay on this, though, is these guys give you pretty good money for this. You know, think of what you pay for. How much is uh, a escape room? Escape room? I'm not sure. The only time I've done it, my sister paid for all of us. Okay. But I think it's like 50 bucks a person. Okay. So 50 bucks a pop. Yeah. You're going to charge more for that. You're giving them costumes. You're giving them situation. You're driving around. So let's say it's 200 bucks a pop. Even that's on the low end, but let's just say it's 200 bucks a pop. Uh, You've got a band of eight people. That's 1600 bucks right there. Uh, The thing that nobody but you knows is the bank wasn't in on this. Uh, you let them out in front of a bank. They <laughs> rob the bank. They come back. They give you the money. You have bank robber money now. Um, nobody can tie it back to you because all they got on video is this group of, of steampunkers uh, running in, grab the money, no tie to you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And that's it. You're going to make a lot of money. Yeah, you will. Yeah, bank that's, robber that's, money. Ba- right, bank robber money. Yeah. That's... Uh, that's good. Yeah. That's good. R- remind me to never sign up for your <laughs> for your for your event. Okay. But yeah. I- I'm down I'm down with the steampunk bank robbers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think it would yeah. sell. Yeah, it would. And uh, you know, I mean, speaking of those admission fees, a lot of these real time, like out in the country, like, you know, big live action role playing things where it like could go on like the whole weekend or whatever. Those guys charge a hundred bucks per game per mm-hmm. person. Yeah. And sometimes they have like 50, a hundred, 200 people at a time playing these games. I mean, think about how much money that is too. Yeah. You know, but then I've got, of course I, I, they probably have to rent the forest or you know, whatever. <laughs> I don't, I don't know if you could rent forests, but you know they have they they have some overhead, but still, I mean that's that's a ton of money. Yeah. Yeah. So, especially if you're living out in rural, you know, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, yeah, or wherever, yeah, right? Where wherever it is, yeah. There's a lot of them too. Yeah. I I did a little research on this. And, okay. And uh, in in fact, I I watched a documentary on it, which was uh, fascinating but sad. <laughs> you know, like. <laughs> <laughs> like no well, i mean some of these people they they don't they have a hard time in real life like they work yeah. at starbucks you know what i mean and they're like they're people yelling at them all day and uh and and this is their chance to sort of to sort of be a hero right um and but you know my my initial thinking on all of this was that there should be a way to, tra- you know, to sort of transfer that to real life, you know, for them to actually get something personally, like personally, you know, fulfilling out of it that helps them in their daily life to get out of their Starbucks job, to actually be a hero, 
you know? And so my thinking sort of like uh, cycled through. I'm sorry, I sort of hijacked your conversation. No, no, no. You, no, you, I, you, it's all you now. Oh, okay. All right. So my, my thinking sort of cycled through all these, you know, sort of different ideas. Like there was um, LARPing therapy, mm -hmm. you know? Uh, but then uh, there was LARPing, LARPing dating, right? Where you could, I mean, the thing about these things, right, is that like, I went to one of the websites of one of the LARPing places and there's like, before you even go, you have to, um, you know, choose all these things. Like I was on the site and there was a link that said racial book. And I was like, uh-oh, <laughs> that can't be good. Um, but I opened it up and it was like, it was just, there's all these different races that you can choose from, right? You can be a human, you can be a dwarf, a high elf. Um, there's a, something called a dusk elf, an orc. Uh, there's beast people. And then each, each one of these things has certain traits. Um, and then you, you know, each one of them worships a certain God and has, uh, different kinds of relationships and, and what kind of adventures they can be a part of. And so it's very, very elaborate. And then of course there's all this stuff with the points, right? So you, you know, you get hit in the arm, uh, twice, then you lose your arm, something like that. Mm -hmm. But then, you know, you can always, after a period of time, that stuff always kind of regenerates. Um, so... And I, so I was like, I, and then I thought like maybe dating, like maybe we could like merge a dating service with LARPing so that these people could actually meet each other and actually sort of form, form relationships, but um, already been done. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's, there's somebody out there doing it. So then I thought about businesses and there actually is something called blarping, which is business LARPing. But that actually is a bit of a misnomer because what blarping is, is basically like you go on a website or on a Facebook page and you all sort of like pretend you're a part of the business. And like, to me, that's not really live action role playing. No, that is just kind of sitting there and doing like a, maybe a role playing game online. Uh, so I was like, well, um, then, so then I came up with this concept, which I'm going to call clarping. <laughs> all right. <laughs> <laughs> which is corporate LARPing, okay? So you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta stay with this idea a little mm -hmm. bit here. Um, so it's basically it would be a, a university alternative, right? So if if anyone out there has worked in the corporate world, you know that it's a game, right? I mean, you've heard the expression like you didn't know how to play the game, blah 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 blah, sure. right? Yeah. Uh, so what corporate LARPing is, it would be an, a, a, an alternative to college, and you would it would be for one year, and it would cost about the amount of college for one year, mm -hmm. um, and it would take place like in a real sort of like high like maybe a couple floors of a high rise office with you know sort of a fictional company name so on and so forth, and it would actually take into account like real life backgrounds and biases that play into the sort of corporate life. So you would go in and you would uh, say, you know, like Dungeons and Dragons and all this kind of stuff, you like roll for outcomes, you roll for what kind of character you are, you roll for all this stuff. So roll a dice, I mean, roll a, or die or whatever. Um, so you would roll for your background details, right? So there'd be like one person who's the dungeon master, 
right? Who is the one who's sort of outside of the game and sort of controlling everything and who does all the rolling and everything. So you would like roll for your high school GPA, right? And that would add some PowerPoints if, you, if it were high. Uh, you would roll for ex extracurriculars and that would add some social points, which are different from PowerPoints. And then there would be things like, um, if you were, if you rolled and you were the nephew of the CEO, you would start with a good entry-level job with, and, uh, and like, let's say 50 PowerPoints. If you were the niece of the CEO, you would have a slightly worse entry-level job <laughs> with only 25 PowerPoints. But then if you were like black or Latino, you would have shitty entry-level job with minus 100 PowerPoints. And then if you were like a black female, minus 500 PowerPoints. And if you were a gay black female, that's like the worst role. Mm -hmm. It would be like negative 5,000 PowerPoints. Okay. So it would, actually, it would actually take into account the sort of how people, like what they actually start out with, right? And so you would go through this, you know, it would be like a nine to five thing. You would make some decisions along the way, just like you do in D&D. But all the outcomes are on a roll. So, for example, you're let's say you're a low-level black middle management person, and you make a good suggestion in a meeting, and that would be like, that would be high risk and high reward, mm -hmm. right? So, if you rolled that the uh, that your suggestion was not accepted, you would lose a ton of points. You might even lose your job. Okay. All right. Uh, but if it was, that would be an extremely high reward. And then, like, you know, things like social points would be, like, things like taking somebody else's yogurt from the fridge where you would lose points. You would gain points by doing, you know, stuff like going to your, you know, boss's birthday party or going for drinks with, you know, the rest of the people who work there or something like that. And then, of course, you would also have performance points just like you do in jobs. So you, per per you successfully perform a task, which is sort of the equivalent of, like, a quest. Um, you would gain some performance points. And then... So if you lose all your PowerPoints, um, you could get fired or you could save your job if you have high enough social points or performance points. Mm -hmm. um, and then if you do get fired, you have a week before you can come back to the office, um, which would be sort of like your unemployment week or whatever. Um, and you could be the same character or you could roll for a new one. You could roll, um, you know, you could roll for new PowerPoints if you don't have them enough, which you probably don't because you got fired. And, and then when you make it through the whole thing, you become CLARP certified. Okay. Right? So that would be actually, to me, better than a college degree. Because you've gone through and you've learned the game. Sure. Yeah. Right? You've learned how to play the game. You've learned what to say when, what not to say one, when. And not only that, but it would also serve as almost sort of a um, kind of a pre, like, diversity training yeah like you understand that like that black gay woman starts out with way more way less than you do yeah right and um and so you know for the people going through it they save money on college you know helps to solve the whole student debt problem and you get rich yeah boom yeah boom i like yeah. that that's good that's great uh hey you guys if you're saying hey I can't wait to get rich. I want to give Radio Free Brooklyn some money now. Don't worry. We got you covered. You can do that. You can go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.org. 
uh, and hit the sponsor button. All that money goes to Radio Free Brooklyn, keeps the servers humming, keeps the studios lit, keeps community radio and programming like this and better <laughs> on the air. Uh, you get a tax break because Radio Free Brooklyn's a 501c3 charitable organization, and you get to feel good about yourself. If you want to help in other ways, you can download uh, you can download the apps, iOS or Android, listen to the station live, or get all the archives for all the shows. You can subscribe to the newsletter. Um, one thing we're trying to push right now is if you buy stuff on Amazon, like every single person does, uh, you can go to smile.amazon.com and put Radio Free Brooklyn in as your charity of choice. Uh, you don't spend anything extra, and Amazon will throw a little micro nickel in from your purchases, but enough people do it, it adds up, and it helps. Uh, helps a lot. It helps a lot. And as thanks for letting us make all our spiels right here every week we have a topic this week it is larping and from that topic we give you so many ways to get so many rich but we also find another little way to get you another little rich so let's hope this clip works this week and here you go the get rich quick tip of the week brought to you by radio free brooklyn if you're a young person, it's unlikely that you have the capital to get into the housing market, but it's pretty likely you have what it takes to sell a kidney. Online estimates say that a kidney can go for $10,000, and on average, your chances of getting kidney diseases rapidly increase after you turn 74. If you're under the age of 25, you can use one of your kidneys to become a millionaire by 74, and still have two kidneys when you need them most. Here's how. Sell one of your kidneys for 10 grand. Put that 10 grand into a managed investment fund, spreading your kidney money over many different companies, the return of which should follow the average returns of the market. Now, no one can predict the market, but our best guess is to assume that the past reflects the future. We use a compound interest rate based on the All Ordinaries Accumulation Index of 10.8% and an inflation rate based on the Reserve Bank of Australia of 5.2%. Your kidney money is now compounding annually while you enjoy your one kidney life. By 30, the 10 grand you got for your kidney is now past 16 grand. By 40, that 16 grand has nearly tripled. Eight years later, it passes six figures. And by 74, your kidney is now up $1.5 million. Of course, now you're 74, so you probably need a second kidney. But thanks to inflation, that kidney now costs $121,000. Plus, your capital gain tax is $347,000. But that shouldn't worry you, because your investment kidney, minus the cost of your new kidney, minus capital gains, is still 1053494. That's right. You're a millionaire. And you have two kidneys. Authorized by the Australian... There you go. Sell that wow. kidney. You know, I'm too old now. Yeah. Like that, you... that wouldn't work for me anymore. I no. Because... You know, it would be my kidney would be worth like 80 bucks <laughs> by the time I die. And you need it back in like five minutes. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> but for all those youngins out there, that's the way to do it. Yeah. That, that's your retirement fund right there. You kids today with your kidneys <laughs> and your pearl jam. <laughs> yeah. But you guys, we're here to talk about how to get rich with LARPing. We got another another round, the speed round coming up here. So uh, let's get into it. Well, um, speed round. Well, it doesn't have to be speed round. It's just we're over half of the show. So we're calling oh, it okay. speed round. Um, so uh, what's the one? I only had one idea. Do I, am I supposed to speed oh. round? Like oh, well, then I got to talk. Really slowly. <laughs> okay. Oh, I, we didn't do a speed round last week. No, we did, but we did two ideas each. 
Uh, well, yeah, but I mean, I did my, I did three ideas I threw away. Okay. All right. <laughs> okay. There, there, there's some bumps in the road, guys. Uh, uh, but you did have an actual LARPing story you wanted to talk about. Uh, well, I, I mean, I did. It's not really a story, okay. but <clears throat> it's uh, the first time I was ever exposed to LARPing, and I didn't know it was called LARPing, um, was when I was a teenager, I, um, I, I grew up in Boston, um, just outside Cambridge, which is, of course, where Harvard is and where MIT is. And when I started experimenting, dabbling in psychedelics, mm -hmm. uh, I had some friends who knew some friends who went to MIT, and they made their own acid, basically. Really? Yeah. Um, <laughs> you sound surprised. Yeah. I, I, yeah. But yeah, I mean, they would go in the labs at night, and they would just they would make their own acid. And so I went over there one night and uh, to take some acid with some of these like. You know, MIT, ner I mean, th this is like nerd times, like, you know, to the 11th power, yeah. right? Um, these are MIT guys. And so we take the ass and they're like, come on, come on, come on. We're going to go play Dungeons and Dragons. And I was like, all right, I had never heard of Dungeons and Dragons before. Mm -hmm. And so they lead us down through, like, down into the basement and then through these crazy doors and, like, down into the bowels of MIT. We're all, there's all these tunnels down there. And, uh, and they were like, all right, you know, and then they start, like, there was the dungeon master guy. And this wasn't Dungeons and Dragons sitting around a table. This was live action, right? And they're on acid. <laughs> so... Um, I didn't play because I didn't know how to play and I really didn't want to play, but I sort of sat on this ledge in the tunnel and kind of watched all this action unfold of them sort of, you know, beating each other with swords and like lots of yelling, which, you know, when you're down in a tunnel, that's like, it's very loud yeah. and echoey and like very dramatic. And it was this like really kind of scary experience when you're tripping. Sure. You know, to, to sort of sit there and, and, and watch all this unfold. Um, but I did, and that like that's what I thought was Dungeons and Dragons, um, you know, for, for, a while, for a long time. And, and then, like, you know, maybe like a year later, somebody, um, it was my sister's best friend's brother, uh, who he invited me over to his place. He's like, we're going to play Dungeons and Dragons. Do you want to play? And I was like, well, I've never played before, but I've like seen it. Yes, I would, I would love to play. And so I go over there, and they're like sitting around a table drinking like knee-high or something, you know, and, and, uh, and they're like rolling dice, and they're like, okay, my orc just got 10 power points and is in the front of a dragon. And then they roll the dice to see what happens. You know, and I was just yeah. like, what is this? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, this is not Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> this is like really super like nerdy, boring board game. Yeah. When I was a kid, there was a mall across the street from our uh, house. And there was a, a store in there that had like games. And um, they had like D&D &D stuff. And I decided, I think D&D &D looks great. So I... I got a book and I got it home and I started reading and I'm like, I was so disappointed. I'm like, this isn't a game. 
you have to like study this to learn all this stuff and then you have to make graphs it's it, like it's not a game you can play it's you have yeah. to it, it's work and uh, yeah, yeah I, I was I so disappointed uh I was yeah it's disappointing and and i also i also learned from that that i'm all i'm just not either i'm just not interested or i'm just not good at playing role-playing games sure. in general yeah i was you know there's a role-playing game uh radio show on radio free brooklyn yes yeah called gameplay game radio. Play radio yeah and gameplay radio and i was a guest on it about maybe a couple months ago and i was the worst guest um i think that show has ever had yeah um because you know i, I got all these like questions beforehand like what kind of movies do you like? What kind of TV do you like? You know uh, what I mean? She was trying to choose the right game. Okay. And she ended up choosing this role-playing game that was like two teenagers in a mall. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I thought it okay, um, let's see. I work uh, in the ice cream store in, uh -huh. the mall, <laughs> in the mall. I was like, this is so far from those tunnels. Yeah. I can't, <laughs> I can't yeah, yeah, yeah. even like... You know, maybe if I was tripping, I yeah. could have made something more <laughs> out of it. Um, but we're here about talking about LARPing. I do have another idea, uh, and okay. I can get it out quick. So the other one of the other things I was thinking would be good for uh, LARPing is the accoutrements, right? Uh, as I said, the their their outfits. They've stitched together a couple sweatsuits, and they've called it a, a w wizard's robe and uh, things like that. Um, and I was trying to think, okay, that'd be good, but how do you how do you get higher value? And I read a story today about a Dutch couple um, who've become proud lieutenants of the country's ever first three D printed house. And what it is is a they made a giant cement three D printer that can print a house. And this is the first house is what's wow. going to be a whole subdivision of three D printed houses. There's also a, a uh, similar subdivision that's going to be built in Texas uh, that they're going to build. And I thought, okay, there you go. That's, that Now we're talking. Um, and I started thinking maybe you could take uh, a 3D printer to build whatever castles or dungeons people could make and so they're not just in a tunnel. Um, yeah. If you want to make it a little more um, price-friendly, uh, you could... Instead of concrete, you could be 3D printing with, uh, you know, you can take all sorts of different substances. So if you want to yeah. make weapons, you could put a kind of Nerf foam type 3D printing substance mm -hmm. that would make soft weapons. Uh, you could have wood pulp mixed with glue to make uh, structures that don't need to be lived in for 30 years. Um, and you could make your, I don't know, giant catapults that you roll into the field or... Uh, and basically, you connect it all with a you know USB connection to your computer. The, what really got me thinking about it at first, before I even had read that, was thinking about like with actual D and D when it went computerized and and gaming in general, how people like have crazy keyboards and like all these peripherals on their computer. Yeah. Uh, and this is basically a, a a peripheral on your computer for making your LARPing stuff. Um. That's good. You know, they do, in, in some of those elaborate LARPing, like, you know, organizations, they do actually sometimes build castles. Sure. I saw, I saw in this documentary, which is called um, Dark, Dark, I 
Darkon. I, I keep wanting to call it Dorkon. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, they had a castle. They actually burned down this castle during a battle. It was crazy. Can I? Do I have time to mention one thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. About all right. So um, this was just weird. Like speaking of Amazon, we spoke about you know you, you were talking about a few minutes ago. So I was looking on Amazon at like LARPing stuff you could buy. And there is like, you know, there's some really expensive stuff. Like there was like a $300 like leather tricorn hat, you know, like sometimes these people go all out. But like right in the middle of the search results on the top, there was this real bow and arrow thing. Okay. And it was called, and I actually wrote this down, it was called the Tung Fu archery takedown recurve bow and arrow set for adults 30 40 pounds aluminum alloy riser hunting arrow longbow kit right hand and i was like that is like really bad placement <laughs> you know like this real thing which could really hurt people right in the middle of this larping sort of accoutrement search result mm -hmm. you know like somebody could buy, you know, especially somebody who's new or like a kid <laughs> who wants to get into it, like buying this Boeing and they had like real like steel, sure. stainless steel points on them. Like these could really hurt somebody or kill somebody. There might be a big crossover between the LARPing crew and the archery crew, though. Yeah, there, 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 there might be. But, you know, it's like if you're searching like, you know, fake, you know, plastic, you know, cart, you know, sort of. Uh, theatrical bombs, you know, <laughs> there's like a real bomb in the middle of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I thought that was that was kind of crazy. Yeah. Hey, you know what, guys, if you want to get in touch with us and give us ideas for the show, give us some feedback or just, you know, tell us that you love us, you hate us, whatever you want to tell us, you can get us on Twitter at GRQ Josh Noel. You can get us on Facebook at GRQ Josh Noel. Uh, you can go on iTunes or anywhere you get a podcast nowadays and download, rate, review. Please do. If you only listen to us in podcast form, we implore you tune in Saturday nights, 8 o'clock, Radio Free Brooklyn. Get the schemes five days before everyone else. Get there early and listen to Art Star Scene. Stick around afterwards and listen to The Circuit, which is going to start in just a couple minutes. Um, you guys, right now, you got a lot of money in your pocket. You're wondering, what do I do with that money? Well, don't worry. We got that angle covered for you, too. So here you go. Send that money! Hi, this is Peaches. Welcome to Candles Are Us. Let's take a look at some of the candles that I sell here at my store. You're looking at a Horner Plenty, a Jink Removing Candle, and an Entrail Spirit Candle. The Horn of Plenty candle is a candle riches will come freely from the Horn of Plenty. Green for money and gold to help you hold on to it. That's a very good candle to draw money. The next candle you're looking at is a jink removing candle. This candle is used to remove any kind of evil, any unwanted anything that's around you. Stop envy. Wipe out jinx conditions. This is a very good candle. You can also use it for games to play. You can use it for business. That's a very good candle. The Entrill Spirit Candle is a candle for making life of that one who has done you wrong miserable. That's a very good candle. If someone has done you miserable, you can use that candle for them. So why don't you come on down and get your candle specially dressed by Peaches and Andrea. The address is 3725... All right, we don't need to hear her address, but there you that, go. You can go out. That sounds like there. a very good candle. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
uh, hey, you guys, you know, we give you ideas. We know that they're going to get you crazy rich. How do you know that they're as good as we say they are? How do they know that they're worth putting out a second mortgage on your home, spending your kid's college fund, taking all the money you've been scrolling away for your whole life and putting it on one number on roulette that we've given you? It's because... We go out and we find you rules of getting rich quick to which we judge our schemes by. Tom, do you remember how this goes? I'm going to give rules and you got to... Apparently not. Okay. I I give the rules and you let us know how our schemes today meet that rule. Okay. Okay. Oh, yeah, that's right. Okay. Okay. So our rules today come from 10 golden rules of becoming a millionaire, uh given to us by the power of Google. Um, and here we go. Rule number one, avoid debt like the plague. Well, uh, you know, I already talked about student debt and how my mind will almost eradicate it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, rule number two, when everyone's freaking out and uh, buy when everyone's freaking out and sell when everyone thinks they can't lose. Well, I mean, I think that freaking out is part and parcel of uh, of role playing. So, um, you know, and and who isn't freaking out in the world right now? That's There's right. So much to freak out about. So <laughs> do it now. <laughs> That's right. Uh, rule number three. This looks like it was custom made for this episode. Uh, you can either look rich or be rich. Yeah. Well, sometimes you have to look rich before you be rich before you are rich um so uh you know what uh last week we talked about imposters fake it till you make it but with this show with these ideas that we gave you today you're not really gonna have to fake it that much that's right uh and we, we got time for one more uh live like you'll die tomorrow but invest like you'll live forever well, living like you'll die tomorrow is is role playing because yeah. you'll probably die today. Yeah, and uh, and and invest like you'll live forever. Um, you know, you're the one who has to take control here of the whole. You know, you you be the king, you be the hero. That's right. right? And 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 you're living like you'll die tomorrow when you put on your cyberpunk outfit and go into a bank that you dumped out of a time machine van. Yeah, because you probably will die tomorrow. That's right. You might. You <laughs> might. But I'll be. Investing. Well, you'll die rich. You'll die <laughs> in in spirit. I'll die yeah. rich in, in money. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so there you go, guys. You are four for four. You're definitely getting rich from this idea. So once again, for Josh and Noel, don't spend all this money in one place. <laughs> Back on a get rich quick. This is my lucky day. So stick around.